BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Finding the right wine for holiday dinners, family gatherings, and gifts can be stressful and expensive. And that's why First Leaf does the hard work for you. So here's how First Leaf helps make holiday wine buying easy and affordable. Okay, so I don't need it to be a holiday to drink wine. So to each their own. So when I went to First Leaf to start this subscription, you go to First Leaf, they ask you specific questions about your personal wine preferences. Like, do you like dry wine? Do you like sweet wine? Do you like red, rosé, white, you know, zesty, fruity, almondy, all the freaking questions. I didn't realize how specific I am about my wine. I mean, I did realize because I'm so annoying at restaurants, but I didn't realize like how much I knew to explain what I want and what I don't want. So you answer those specific questions. They'll use your answers to learn what kinds of wines you like and don't like. So the next step is for less than what you'd pay at the store, the First Leaf experts will custom curate award-winning wines you'll love and deliver them to your door. They also offer flexible delivery options and fast shipping, and they make it super easy to change or cancel. So sign up today and you'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash not skinny. That's try T R Y firstleaf, F-I-R-S-T, leaf, L-E-A-F dot com slash not skinny to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Try firstleaf.com slash not skinny. Do you want to start a company but have no idea where to begin? Or do you have dreams of becoming an influencer? Well, the Life with Mariana podcast is here to help. I'm Mariana Hewitt, a Los Angeles-based influencer and co-founder of the Clean Skincare line, Summer Fridays. Each Tuesday, I'm talking to my friends from business owners, wellness experts, and more to share all of their best advice for you to live your best life. Make sure to tune in and subscribe to my podcast and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what's coming up each week so you don't miss an episode. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Hi, everybody, 
I decided it's that time. It's that time where we didn't talk in a while, one-on-one. I've been doing a lot of interviews. I know, a lot of interviews. I just feel like there have been such good guests and such great people to talk to that I can't pass them up. So we didn't get to freaking chat in a while. But I realized that like, obviously, you know, my Instagram is where you go for the day to day, you know, celeb updates and pop culture and obviously all the fucking weird in between shit, my life and everything like that. But but that's where shit is usually timely. I know not always, but usually timely. With the podcast, it's like I can't really be covering breaking news and shit when, you know, there's editing that goes into it. There's producing, there's goes through a process. So it takes a few days. So that's why, you know, I do feel like it makes more sense to to leave most of that for Instagram. And on here, it's like, yeah, we could, of course, always talk shit. And if there's something big going on, I'll pop on. And that's why I'm here today, because I fucking went to the People's Choice Awards. I don't know if you know And so, you know, I'm going to give you the BTS. But yeah, lots of great interviews, lots of great people. It's weird. I feel like a podcast became kind of the real deal. Like it used to be, oh, let me just go pop on here and like talk on my mic and people will listen. It's like a nice little place. But now it's like podcasts are a legit media form and they're a legit stop on media tours for actors and for authors and all this shit. So there's a lot to keep up with. There's a lot going on. Hashtag bless, hashtag show off. But yeah, it's wild what podcasts have become. I remember when I started this, this is a true story in 2019. I was like, I should start a podcast. Like that just felt like the next natural step. And I told my sister Arielle, I was like, you need to do it with me. I'm not talking to myself like I'm doing right now. And I didn't know how any of it worked. And I told myself, and I think I talked to you guys about this before, like I told myself, I usually do shit. And this is, you know, it has its positive sides and negative sides. I'm usually like, I want to do this thing. And then I fucking do it. The fact that I do it is great. But when you do something so impetuously and you have no patience to like wait till the right time or get help or it could go either way. It could be a shit show because you're just winging it or it could, you know, just work because, you know, randomly just work the first time. But a lot of times in my life, I look back and I'm like, I should have, you know, okay, you did it. That's great. Good for you. You ripped the bandaid off, but you should have put more effort, you know, into it. And I did that like in school too. It's like, I thought I was, you know, could just poop out an essay, like fucking right in my sleep, be like, bada bing, bada boom. And yeah, it was good, but it could have been better. You know what I mean? So I think I always have that in the back of my mind. Like, okay, when you do things, it's really great that you just do them. But if you took an extra second, and sometimes that's with like typos in an email, that's really important. I won't forget I once, because I told you guys, like I've been shooting my shot for years. And I remember I once wrote to like, I don't remember if it's like a book agent or regular agent. I told you guys I used to like want an agent and not know what it meant. I just wanted one. It's like, what did you like before I even have my Instagram? It's like, what are you trying to be? Are you an actress? Are you a supermodel? And I remember I sent a bunch of like emails to agents. The title was always like Amanda Hirsch representation. Like, duh, she needs to be represented. (laughs) 
I told you guys to succeed, you need a little bit of delusion. And boy, I had a little bit and then more. And I got like the guy's name wrong because I copy pasted. So I was like, let's say his name was like Robert. I was like, hi, Jim. And the guy wrote back. He probably like had his period. And he was like, you know, if you're going to cold pitch or something, at least get the name right. Like it's, you know, Rob or Jim or whatever the what one it was. And I was like, oh, my God, I ruined my job with Rob Jim. So my point is always take an extra second or two to get it right. So when I decided I wanted to start my podcast, I didn't want to wait. I was like, I want to just do this. And then the voice in my head was like, Amanda, for once in your life, wait, please think about it, you know, plan it out, get it right. And I really had like an internal battle with myself. I talked to some friends. I went to Ithaca College for integrated marketing communications. I'm really using it today, you guys. So thank you for $45,000 million. Most of my friends were in the TV radio program. So I talked to them. I was like, do you know anybody that I want to start a podcast? Like, do you know anybody in audio or like whatever that means? I can't believe my brain even worked that well to like think about that. And my friends who were my roommates also were like, oh, there's this guy, Jeff. He has a small podcast network. You should talk to him. So I connected with Jeff. I was like, hi, my name is Amanda Hurd. I have a 100,000 thousand followers on Instagram. I'm going to start a podcast. We had conversations and, you know, sometimes these things take time. So we were like in conversation about what it would mean to work together and how and blah, blah, blah. And in the middle of these convos, I got impatient and was like, oh, yeah, let's just do it. Like, fuck it. And we recorded. We bought like USB mics like into our laptop, recorded then we were like, oh, shit, we need to get on Apple Podcasts. I like searched how to like embed it. I don't even know how the fuck I did it. I took some like Google image, like girl gossiping in a girl's ear, word arted that shit, posted. It was like, guys, first episode is here. I know you can't wait. And Jeff, who I was in the midst of conversing with about working together, was like, hi. So what the fuck? And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so impetuous. I'm so crazy. And then he was like, so you don't want to do it together. And then I was like, OK, Jeff, you know what? I'm an idiot. I shouldn't have done that. I couldn't wait. I was so excited. But you know what? This time in my life, I really do want to do it right. Be professional and get it good. So so that's how I started my podcast. And then I worked with Jeff at the podglomerate and he was great. And then what was it? Like, I think a year and a half later, I um, signed with Dear Media. Jeff was super supportive. Shout out to Jeff when I was like, listen, thank you so much for helping me start this. Like Dear Media was, you know, it always I saw the name and was like, I'm going to be there one day. Like my podcast will be there one day. So he got it. And it's really great to to work with people who support your success and support you moving on to the next thing. And so that was that. Okay, I think that almost every year I remind you of this brilliant gift idea that's called Story Worth. You're always thinking of what to buy. What does this person need? Oh, they have everything. You know what they don't have? Enough memories. So Story Worth makes it fun and easy for anyone to write a book about their life. Yup, you heard that. So if you want to gift someone Story Worth, this is how it will work. Every week, StoryWorth will email your loved one a single life-related question that you pick from their collection. Like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done? What's the farthest you ever traveled? What was the name of your first 
teacher. Who is your favorite daughter, mom? Me, please and thank you. Then that person will reply with a story. And after a year, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories, memories, and even photos into an exquisite hard-covered book. And that way you can have a valued keepsake. Isn't that so adorable? Millions of stories have already been told with StoryWorth because they make the process so freaking simple. So help your family share their story this holiday season with StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash not skinny today and save $10 on your first purchase. That's StoryWorth, S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H.com slash not skinny to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash not skinny. So here we are today that my fucking podcast was nominated for best pop podcast of 2022 People's Choice Award alongside Conan O'Brien, Dak Shepard, Emma Chamberlain, Alex Cooper, Meghan Markle, Smartless, and Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Bio. So I used to think of awards like how do they work? Like you always think it's like PR and like all this shit. They know when they win and like whatever. I found out I was nominated. Like I was in the middle of doing the worst volume two merch photo shoot with the photographer Kelsey. And all of a sudden I you guys know that I like, you know, I was like scrolling my DMs and one of you wrote to me like, congratulations on your people's choice nomination. I was like, what? The message popped up for me. I was like, huh? What are you talking about? And I go, I like Google it right away. And I see that list of people. And I'm like, what? What? And I like, I only have an agent and my podcast network that produces my podcast, but that's all I have. I don't have huge team. By the way, if you guys want to know what publicist does like a publicist gets the people that they represent like they get to write about them they get them press basically and I'm not you know looking for press it's not like a, a priority of mine to get press about myself you know I feel like my podcast when I have guests that are interesting will get coverage and that's really fun but that's not something that I'm looking for currently in my life so I was like what who would I t-? like what so my agents didn't even know either it was pretty wild. Nobody knew. Nobody told me. It was literally a follower, you know, that that I saw the news from. And I was like, oh, my God. I like started crying. I mean, this is a huge fucking deal to be nominated for my fucking podcast, to be nominated for something that I, you know, started, you know, like I just told you, very haphazardly. Couldn't wait to fucking talk on the mic. You know, even the way my Instagram started, I mean, just everything. And and the fact that so many of you know how big of a dream this all was for me and how, you know, you like to call it manifesting, like making your dreams come true and realizing them and working towards them and not giving up and all that shit. It's like, what? The fact that people even listen to me or follow me or care about what I have to say and that people come down to talk to me. It's like all that has been enough. Like it's not like in my mind I ever had like, and next I want to be nominated for an award. Never had that. So this was just like a fucking crazy, exciting moment. Oh, this is like some BTS, I guess. When I posted about it, because I had to post that I was nominated, because if you didn't, didn't count. 
I remember my initial caption was just like my stream of consciousness, which was like, oh my God, you guys, I can't believe I was nominated. I mean, I'm never going to win in my whole life. Like, it's not going to happen. But like, I'm, I can't believe it's even happening. I'm just honored to be next to these people that I'm like a piece of shit next to because I'm never going to win. And and I remember throughout the day having it sink in the nomination and going back to that post. And I kept on deleting those disclaimers of, you know, of course, I'm not going to win. Can't believe this is happening. Who am I even in this world? I was like, you know what? Like, not because I wrote it. Like, I didn't care about that. It was more like, what are you putting out in the world? Like, it's okay to be humble and be appreciative, but also like be here, like realize that like you might deserve this. And it does make sense that you're here. And me deleting those kind of disclaimers were actually me you know, hyping myself up more and kind of taking away those insecurities. So it's like I deleted one like, who am I? I was like, no, who are you? You're Amanda. And then I was like, and I saw like, I'm never going to win in my whole life. I like deleted my whole life. And then I was like, you know what? Delete the never and then delete. I'm not going to win. You know, I just kept on working on myself to say, yes, it's so amazing that you're appreciating it this way and you're, you know, fainting on the floor. But like, you don't have to beat yourself down and be the most like self-deprecating in the world. You can also accept it and love it and realize that you might deserve this and that maybe you might win. So it was a moment I remember really realizing it, like taking away those negative letters and negative words in the post was really a real life analogy of me kind of building myself up in those moments. And then it was up to the people. So you guys were voting and it was amazing. But I still was I still was very like, I'm not going to win, but this is such an honor. And it feels so good to have, you know, you guys be supportive and wanting me to win and whatever. And whatever and whatever. I, by the way, did not think to go to the People's Choice Awards. I knew it was in L.A. I had just been in September I'm not a red carpet girly. I was like, I don't know if to go. And everyone I talked to was like, are you fucking kidding? Of course you're going to fucking go. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And everyone was like, no, no, no. You're going to go. Like, y- y- you got to go. And what made me really decide I'm going to go is you always have to think like, will I regret going? No. Will I regret not going? Yes. So that and also, you know, I look up last year's People's Choice and it's like so many influencers were there and so many people that went just for fun because they were invited to go for the night and I'm not going to go. My fucking podcast is nominated. I don't know if it's going to happen again. This is, you know, a huge deal. But I just want to say that like nobody pays your ticket. Nobody like sponsors this. If you want to go, you're going. So it's like it's a thought, right? It's like flights and hotels and hair and makeup and a stylist like so much goes into it. But I ripped the bandaid off and I was like, you know, what, fucking doing it. And I actually told my mom to come this time. She's never been to L.A. and I've been there so much this past year. I really wanted her to see it. And Arielle has major FOMO. And she was like, then I'm coming too." So it became a family affair. Yeah, I haven't traveled alone yet, which is wild. So many people travel all the time and like leave their families. I I feel like at some point it would make sense to you know, be able to just travel alone and go for the night. But it's really nice to have them there when I'm in the airport and Noah's fucking annoying me. I'm like, okay, next time, like I'm going to travel alone. But when I'm there, it's just so nice to not be alone. Plus, I needed my date, the husband for the awards, you know. 
is all about that bass. About that bass. No trouble. Bass spelled B-E-I-S because it's classy. That was a curse word that I tried to not say. So bass, B-E-I-S. Sure, you heard of it. Do you know Shay Mitchell? That's her company. Thank you. Want to be like her. We'll buy her luggage. No, it's really amazing luggage. I just gave my mom came with us to L.A., And she was like, oh, like, do you have an extra carry on? Because I have two. Sorry, not sorry. Oh, my God. Don't be gel. And she was like, oh, my God. Like, because she has like a purple one she bought off Amazon that like God knows. She was just like, what is this luxury? Like the literal handle has a cushion in it. It expands. It has so much room. The inside is just like perfectly like with the zippers and the different compartments. It's just freaking amazing. Okay. It's just chic. It's effortless. There's room for everything. And it just doesn't scream. I'm on a business trip. It screams shake, but also it screams function. It's efficient. It's sexy. Like I said, I'm obsessed with the cushioned handle. It also has a built-in weight indicator. It has a washable bag for your dirty clothes. It has all those interior pockets I'm obsessed with. So you guys, whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, the base has your personal items covered. Right now, base B-E-I-S is offering you guys 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash not skinny. Go to basetravel.com slash not skinny for 15% off your first purchase. That's base travel B-E-I-S travel.com slash not skinny. You guys, as you know, we're a Jewish fam. I didn't realize until I had a kid that could understand what's going on, you know, how Christmas was such a big deal to kids and how I'm going to have to really be, you know, enforcing Hanukkah because everywhere there are trees and everywhere, um, at least in LA, every mall we went to because it's full of malls, had a Santa. And Noah got really into it. In New York, I was like, wait, where is there a Santa in New York? Like, we never come across a Santa in the street. So thank God for freaking Macy's because Santa's in town at Macy's. And if you head on over to Macy's Santa Land in select stores, you could get to snap a photo with the one and only. I don't know if I should take Noah or not because he's getting real deep with this uh, Christmas stuff. But if you want to go and get a photo with Santa and make memories with your kids, uh, head over to Macy's Santa Land and you can bring the magic on home by visiting Macy's virtual Santa land and set off on an interactive holiday adventure through the North pole. So to find where there's a Santa land, visit Macy's.com slash holiday celebrations. And you'll have all the details for the Santa land for the virtual Santa land. Um, that's Macy's.com slash holiday celebrations. Find a Macy's Santa land near you at select stores. So many people were asking me like, how are you not freaking out? are you not like so excited about going? And I kept saying, and I don't know if this is self-defense, but I just kept saying like, I'm seriously not just saying this. The excitement for me was getting nominated. The excitement for me was finding out that day that my podcast is nominated for this award, not the red carpet, not going, not whatever. But obviously as it inch closer, like that day, and I realized like, oh my God, I'm going to be on the red carpet for the first fucking time. And they're going to be photographers and they're not going to know my name. And like, it's going to be so weird and like, blah, blah, blah. I was like really nervous about it. I was really nervous, but, but it ended up being okay. It ended up being okay and super cool. And I felt like I was there for a reason, which is important to me. I need to feel like I've, I have purpose, you know? 
I even got to do an interview with Aaron Lim and Nick Vial actually did the live like E news coverage. So they actually like interviewed me and like my agent who was with me, you know, there was like lines everywhere. She was like, she's a nominee. She's a nominee. And I was like, I'm a nominee. And just felt really, really good. I knew, by the way, that most likely this award wouldn't be announced on stage. Listen, podcasts have come a long way, but they're not, you know, movie of the year right now. So I knew that, but I didn't know like how I'd find out or when I'd find out. It's funny because when I saw Chris and Chloe there, I obviously went to say hi and they were so nice per usual. But I was like, Chloe, like, you know, if you won, like, I don't get to know if I won, but you get to know if you won. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get to know but you're here because you know, you know what I mean? Like Ryan Reynolds knows like those people know I don't get to know like, you know, oh, that brings me to it. I'm on the carpet. I told you guys went in the headspace of not winning, not winning so many. Like I knew so many people there, by the way, the selling sunset cast, the most friendliest people ever. Like I've had most of them on my podcast, but the way, you know, they treated me was like, I was like, oh my God, should I quit everything and be an agent at the Oppenheim group? They're just so sweet. Like every single one of them. And even Jason was so nice to me. It was like vaping. <laughs> it was like, I need a vape. I was like, oh my God, Jason, are you a vibe? He was with his like tall model girlfriend, but he was even so nice. And I had heard that he's like, not that nice. So I was like, oh my God, you're nice. But yeah, the girls, everyone was so sweet. But it wasn't only like people that I knew from the industry that were saying hi. It was also people that worked at NBC and like, you know, people that worked with other clients that, that were saying hi. And and it was just so nice. And then this one woman that works for NBC comes up to me. I won't out her on here. And she was like, oh, my God, love your podcast. Like, so nice to meet you. It was like, great to meet you. Let's say her name is Phoebe. And she was like, so congratulations. And she like winks at me. And I'm like what? And I look at Jamie, my agent, and she's like, well, you know, and I was like, oh my God, you guys, I start tearing up. My whole face starts welling up. And she's like, oh my God, you didn't know. And I was like, what? No. And she was like, okay, never mind. Forget I said anything. And I was like, wait, what? She's like, nothing. I don't know. No one knows. Okay. Bye. It was a roller coaster of fucking emotions. I was like crying, crying. And then I was like, but I'm not going to like get my hopes up because something was weird here. Like, does she know? Does she not know? She made me think that I'm now going to win where five seconds ago I was in the headspace of, you know, months of me telling myself I'm not. But she works there, so she must know. But then she took it back. But did she take it back because she was worried she was breaking the rules? Anyway, spoiler alert, I didn't win. But Phoebe really made me think there was a chance for a moment. And without that, I I, I mean, that really got my hopes up. I was like, I'm not going to let myself get too excited. But oh, my God, she just said that. So it must be true. That was a wild fucking moment. Anyway. So first of all, when we first get to the People's Choice Awards, there's that line to just walk through where like people cheer for you. And I'm pretty sure they tell them to cheer for you. And that made me feel better because I was like, imagine it's just like different cheers for different people. That could be really just a bad moment for your ego. But I could tell that like they are people that were placed there to cheer. So that's a pretty silly thing. I kept on saying I was like online. I was like, this is silly. This is very silly. Like I can't I can't like get out of my head. Husband ditched me right before that. He was like, I'm going to go from there. 
And I didn't realize that right after the cheering part there, it was straight to the photographers like the Getty and the whatever. So he wasn't there with me. He I thought he could come back for that. Anyway, I did it alone. Also, luckily, they know your name. I thought it would be like Amanda, me being like, it's Amanda A.M. Like that. Those were my nightmares. But they were like, Amanda here, Amanda here, Amanda slight to the left. Literally like that. I was like, oh, my God, they know. So though that fear was quickly, you know, quickly passed. And the next stop was doing that interview with Aaron and Nick Vial, who I met for the first time IRL. And I'm like, I'm fine at interviews and answering questions. But when I get asked specific things, like that's why I don't tend to do that to my guests. Like, you know, who's your favorite, you know, celebrity you ever talked to? It's like, go fucking think of that right now. You know what I mean? Like, I can't think on the spot of specific examples. So everything they asked me specifically, they were like, what do you do? What have you ever done that like most embarrassed husband? And I was like, everything I do. <laughs> then they were like, what podcast guests, you know, surprisingly became a friend. And I was like, I become friends with all my podcast guests. By the way, <laughs> that's a good tip for interviews. Just answer plurally and vaguely about everything. But I don't, I don't know if Nick thought this might be shade because he was on my podcast. But when I answered that question, I was like, I become friends with like everyone that's on my show. And if I don't, then, you know, there's a problem. And I like looked at Nick, but I didn't mean to do that. I don't know if I thought I was like on The Bachelor, but I made like this. And if I don't, then, you know, it's you. Boom. Looked at him, but didn't mean that. Like, Nick, we're good. I don't know why I did that look to make you think that you were not okay. So there was that time that his girlfriend wrote the birthday caption and she used Phineas's girlfriend's birthday caption for him, Phineas, Billy Eilish's brother, his girlfriend, Claudia. So Nick's girlfriend used her caption for Phineas for Nick's birthday. And I called it out and Nick got like upset. And I was like, Nick, it's okay. Like, it'll be okay. It's not that big of a deal. But no, we were cool after that. But anyway, anyway, oh my God. Okay. So after that, there was the glam bot. And the glam bot is that guy Cole with like the really frizzy hair, the really big hair. And then again, a line. And my agent was like, you should do it. It's super cool, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't want to stand on the line. Like I just could, I could like not do those things too, you know? And I, I don't think I would lose sleep over it. But she's like, no, you have to do it. You have to do it. You have to do it. Don't worry, you guys. We got the nominee card, the nominee card. That's why I'm not going anywhere without a nominee card. I'm staying home. So I got in, did it horribly, flared my nostrils, swayed like Britney. I don't know what the fuck I did. I was just ready to get inside and get a glass of wine. Thank God they had Aveline wine inside. So could drink as much as I want without getting a headache because it's really good wine. Um, Not an ad. No food, though. Bummer. How how bumming is that? Oh, I forgot to fucking mention that the dress that I picked. So I did use a stylist here in New York. It's just the only way to do it when you're going like go fucking think about what you're going to wear. And, you know, when you have a stylist, it just works. And and it's quite I mean, it's I won't say it's cheap, but it's a doable thing. Even hair and makeup is like a doable thing. Everything sounds really grandiose and really large, obviously, if you're not in this industry. But then you're like, oh, you know, it's doable. Okay, I told you guys about NYX a gajillion times. NYX is a woman-owned company founded in 2013. 
It's an intimate apparel company. They're also Canadian. We love Canadian. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, their biggest innovation is their leak-proof underwear, and but they also have super supportive bras that don't use underwires. And they also, what I really, really love about them, have been committed to size inclusivity from the beginning. So that to me is like, you got me. You got me right there. This wasn't like an untrend thing to do. This is how they started the company comes in a range of sizes from extra small to 4XL. Okay. So you got to switch to NYX, ditch your uncomfortable underwire bras for super supportive and comfortable wireless bras. For me, like wires aren't a freaking option. Their bras go up to uh, an H cup, which is amazing because they're not only comfortable, supportive and versatile. They go up to an H cup. But don't you forget about their leak-proof underwear that can absorb up to eight tampons worth of liquid. I know that's a lot of tampons and liquid, but it freaking works. Perfect for periods, light bladder leaks, and sweat. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order. You just go to Nix.com and use promo code NOTSKINNY at checkout. That's Nix, spelled K-N-I-X.com, and the promo code is NOTSKINNY for 15% off your first order. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Had to do it. The sparkly Brandon Maxwell dress just spoke to me. From the lookbook that they sent me, they sent me like a gazillion options at first to see like what my style is. And I circled kind of what I liked. And I remember seeing that dress being like, this isn't me, but something about it is like screaming my name. And that was one of the options on the rack when I did my first fitting. And after I tried it on, I was like, there's nothing else. And I know it's a lot and I know it was sequin, but it just fit really nicely. And I felt like where else but the PCAs to be like sparkly, you know, this isn't the governor's ball. This isn't the White House, the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Like you could be sparkly and crazy. So crazy, so wild. So that's what I went with. But the buttons were really flimsy. So initially the stylists were like, okay, they're gonna have to sew you in. Like once it's on you, we'll just like send someone the day of the show. Obviously, because if not, like literally my Spanx would be showing. Okay. Obviously, the day of the show, I'm like getting hair and makeup, all this is happening. The tailor comes to my room. Um, I'm like, oh, hello. You know, you organize all these things, but then they happen and like this person shows up and then hair shows up and then makeup shows up and the tailor is there and you're like, hi, mister. Can you like wait for a second? So he's like, yeah, well, I'm here to pick up the dress and I have to leave in like 10 minutes. And I'm like, no, 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 you're supposed to sew it on me. And he was like, oh, I don't have like my stuff here with me. And oh my God, you guys, my mom, I was in my room And my mom actually had that conversation with him. I didn't hear that. And my mom comes in and she was white in the face. I thought something had happened to Noah, God forbid. And I was like, mom, is everything okay? And she's like, no, actually, everything's not okay. And I was like, oh my God. And I heard Noah and I was like, okay, Noah's fine. Like, what else could it be? And she's like, he didn't come with the stuff to sew the dress on you. And I was like, okay. Anyway, I ended up calling downstairs to the hotel and they brought up a needle and thread and he sewed it on me. And thank God, because if not, like my Spanx would be out to the world the moment that I like sat in the car, the moment that I got there, all the shit, whatever. Anyway, flash forward, we go inside to the hall. So fucking nice to finally be inside and be dead. I feel like the hard part is definitely just the red carpet. Like when you're watching a show, you're watching a show. What's really cool is like being nominated. I got to sit like at the tables 
because they're also like bleachers on the other side, I think more for fans and other guests and also the fans that are standing up. Pretty small theater, though. Nothing like you think like when you're watching it on TV. So we sat at the table. It was just wild because you'd think I would watch the show and watch like Adam Sandler and fucking all these people on stage. And like, if you saw me, yeah, I was on my phone because I was living for posting my pic, like seeing what everyone was saying. And like, I know that's gross, but like, there was no way I could put aside what I had just been through and like watch the show and be like, that's so silly. No, no, no. I was living for like what I just experienced. Like, you know, so I didn't really watch the show, to be honest. The only really moments that I noticed was obviously Ryan Reynolds going up. I don't know, kind of over him, to be honest. And the like funny jokes. He actually didn't land a few. I just think that like he's cute and funny, but like sometimes when he tries to be funny and so much, just like chill. I saw Olivia Wilde come up to where the tables were. Her face, you guys. I don't know. She has this look. If you remember her from the OC2, this look of like deviant. I don't know how to say it, but her look is like, mm, like not evil, evil look. Like, ha huh. I had heard from people in the industry that her vibe is like gives I don't want to be famous I don't care about the spotlight blah 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 but IRL she's like give me the fame give me the spotlight give me the press give me the whatever and that's literally what I felt when I saw her I was like she is loving this um by the way again with people knowing and not knowing I didn't know I feel like Olivia Wilde knew DWD was winning. Uh, don't worry, worry, darling, because she wouldn't come if it didn't. Do you get what I mean? I feel like those kind of people come only if they know they would win. I come just being nominated. So and obviously it's a good look for people's choice to like have major celebs come, but they need to know that they're winning. You know, it's not the Oscars. They're not going to be sitting there like, well, lost, you know, so whatever. Anyway, I could just tell she was loving the crowd and like loving the moment. Also, she's like, you know, her exes need to see her shining right now with her nips out and the whole thing. But that's the vibe. That's the vibe that I got. There was a really special moment with Selma Blair and Lizzo and really, really special moments. But I was on my phone. I have to be honest. Like, I'm honest with you. You would be on your phone. You would be looking around to see who's there. And and it was just a really, really surreal experience. There was an after party. I didn't go. There's no way. Like this whole thing, you're getting ready from fucking noon. You're getting ready for it for weeks. There's no way the day is continuing. There is no fucking way. So, you know, we went home after that, saw Noah, had Chinese. And oh, and then I found out that I didn't win. (laughs) I found out. I'm trying to think how. I went to check maybe and it said winner on Meghan Markle's podcast. To be honest, I know, you know, people love to hate. But for some reason in my mind, when I sort of made the decision that I'm not winning, she was in my competition. I did think it was between the girls. I know that Dak Shepard, I mean, Armchair Expert was my first podcast that I ever listened to. I'm obsessed, Conan O'Brien, you know. But I just felt like it's between the girls because, you know, our listeners just girls, girl power, you know, more voters, more people. For some reason, Megan wasn't in my mind. It was like Emma and Alex, but not Megan for some reason. Listen, I haven't listened to her podcast. I heard that it's very good. I really am not upset 
at all that I didn't win. I swear. I mean, Phoebe from the uh, NBC got me a little bit excited for a minute, but I swear I'm not upset. I'm just like, let's go next year. You know, that's my goal now to be nominated again next year. But I think I was just surprised that it was Megan. I think a lot of people were surprised that it was Megan. A lot of people started saying like, it is rigged, which I don't think it is, obviously. But I wonder if she like cared about the nomination, even if she like mentioned it somewhere. I mean, listen, people are going to have a lot of thoughts. Once this documentary, once everybody watches this documentary, I am sure. But I'm trying to thank you guys of more celeb sightings because there weren't many. I mean, I saw a lot of people from the industry and I love seeing people from the industry that I talked to online and met IRL. Like I said, the Selling Sunset cast, Chris and Chloe. Poor Chloe had that malfunction, had that hair malfunction, which I didn't even notice when they won. Oh, actually, I was in the bathroom. I got back. Hus was like, Chris and Chloe just got here. They were like a couple tables away from us. I was like, oh, my God, where? And husband's like there. And I thought he like doesn't know, which like isn't surprising because he thought that Ryan Reynolds was Ryan Gosling. But he was like there. And I couldn't recognize because Chloe's hair looked different. So I think I was like expecting like blonde, you know, and it was like uh, more of a honey color and very, very voluminous. I was like, that's Chloe. And, and I went over and I said hi. And the first thing I said was like, I didn't recognize you because of the hair. And I get and that stuck with her a little bit because she said then she went to the bathroom and looked at herself and was like, oh, my God, and had to fix a bunch of things. And meanwhile, they were called up for the award of best reality show and Chloe for best reality star. And she was in the bathroom, which is also shocking that they let her go to the bathroom and not and they didn't say like, wait, your award is coming up. And that's why she was late to stage. And she later posted on her social, you know, what happened with her hair and something happened with the zipper. So there is always something. But I feel like that's what makes Chloe relatable. And that's what makes her win, you know, this award of five years in a row, which is voted for by the people because she's relatable, because she shares these kinds of things. But no, Chris Jenner actually kills me. Like every time I told you guys about my interaction with Chris and Chloe when I went to the Lemmy party. And I told you guys it was very much like on the show where they have this like sarcastic Gilmore girls back and forth. Like, mom, like, uh, uh. The way she is on the show where she's like, I can't muster a single fuck to be given. And Chris is always telling her about her stewardess days or whatever. And Chloe's like, why am I the daughter that always... First of all, I just want to fucking say that Chris motherfucking Jenner stood up for me. Like, I came to say hi, like he, I would not expect to like get up and hug me moment, but like what a fucking queen. And then she really liked my dress and <laughs> asked me if it was good American. <laughs> and that was so funny, especially because Chloe was like, mom, it's not fucking good American. Like again with that relationship and I just love their banter. But anyway, that was a really, really cute moment. One for the books. But yeah, but then we we finished the awards. You know, we got in a car. We went home back to real life. That's what I love. And that's why I love getting to experience these things that are larger than life. And then take off all the shit, put on your pajama, wash off the makeup and eat Chinese and hang out with Noah and just get to take it all in. And that's what I truly, truly feel. I think with me, I don't take it all in totally because I think you couldn't you know there are things in life where it's like you can't be walking on a cloud and thinking like what was me so I stay very um 
self-aware and all of that. But I really want to thank you guys for your support and you listening to this fucking podcast that won't be nominated after this episode. That's for sure. But I just had to talk to you and I had to share everything with you and this whole experience with you and just know how much it means to me for real. I don't take any motherfucking thing for granted. Anything, any fucking day, any fucking thing for granted. It's still wow to me. I still can't believe that I get to do this. Don't hate me. But also know that I put everything that I have into it. So I love you so much. And thank you for listening to this little People's Choice Awards spiel. I hope it's not the last, but it was definitely the motherfucking first. And that's it. And I'm back home, back in New York. Who knows when the next time will be that we'll do something that we'll do something cool like that. But it's really cool that you guys are just here for the ride and that I could fill you in like my little besties and whisper in your ear that I love you. Well, anyway, okay. I'll talk to you later. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.